Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Season 3 of Better Let, Let Me Tell, tell You. you. You sound far away, but <laughs> is anybody really far away these days? Does uh, it really matter? We're all just one big Carol King song. So far away. You know what? Doesn't everybody stay the, that one that you're talking about? Yes. Stay in the same place you know anymore. Oh, yeah, they do. This this pandemic will probably put that back on the charts, too. Probably. Tapestry. So are we, are we recording now? We are recording now. Then everybody, welcome to <laughs> another quarantined episode of Pero Let Me Tell You. Welcome. Episode 104. 104 of La Cuarantena. Oh, mira, 104, Cuarantena. Okay. <laughs> is that how really you say it in Spanish? Yeah. Okay, it sounds like Cuarantena, which is, you know, the, you know, the time between Lent and Easter. Oh, is that what that's called? In Spanish? In Spanish. I didn't That's know what it was called in Spanish. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, like Cuarentena is the time between... Um, a, it's Lent. It's 40 days. I know, but I've never heard it in Spanish. Yeah, it's the time between Fat Tuesday when, or Ash Wednesday when it starts and Easter. to Easter. Oh, Oh, yeah. Didn't you take your communion like every other good Catholic boy? I did not do it in Spanish. Oh, I did. No, I did mine in English. You know what's so funny? Well, everybody, welcome to episode 104. (laughs) Welcome to 104. (laughs) How is everybody? Well, we know you're not driving to work. Nope. I think everybody's doing okay, all things considered, you know, and um, everybody's comfortable, if nothing else, I'm sure, unless you're an essential. You know, essential worker, in which case, thank you guys for everything you do. You know, I know it's not just doctors and nurses, but, you know, it's pharmacists, it's grocers, it's, you know, the guy at Target, you know, everybody who's just kind of keeping things kind of business as usual, we thank you. 
I don't think people are comfortable. Speak for yourself. You don't think people are comfortable at home? No. Really? I don't think people are comfortable at home at all. Um, that's why people have been complaining that they're home. Well, what I, I mean, by, are... well, what I mean by comfortable is at least you know you don't have to get like dressed. You know, you can just roll. Out no, but I mean, if, if no, but people are not comfortable because if, if you have kids, especially, then you have to balance between your kids' schoolwork and your work because most people are working from home. Oh, um, you're already frustrated because you can't get out of the house. You can't take the kids out. Like I today did a drive by of my parents' house. And I, and my mom started to cry because my mom hadn't seen me in like I don't know how many days. Well, that might also be and because I, you did a drive-by, which usually involves bullets. So <laughs> no, I actually got off the car. I got off the car and I was there for like an hour, hour and a half. I saw my grandmother in the door. I oh. saw my parents in the door. They all sat in the, by the door, and right, right. and I was by my car and I was there for like an hour and a half. My mom started to cry because she's like, I can't even hug you. Um, I think most people are really frustrated. And then the thing is that it's this is not ending anytime soon. This is going for at least a month. Not everybody could be relaxed and shirtless like you. I heard that. I heard that. But I will say, I will say, this past Tuesday, I, I had one. I, I pretty much had like it. You know what I mean? Where, it, because I think on Tuesdays when they when they announced that it was going to be longer, like to the end of the month yeah. and whatever, and so it was officially extended at my job. You know, we're not going back until at least the first of May. Blah blah blah. And I think it was just like at that moment, I was just like, you know what? I felt like, you know, that, that was a full house. Guess what? Politeness week is over. It's over. Because it was just like, I'm sitting here. I've become basically la chismosa del barrio because I sit next to, I'm sitting at my kitchen table next to the window. I see everything that's going on. Um, and it's just like this umpteen now because now everything has to be a meeting, right? Because before I would just walk over to somebody and now it's a video conference and a meeting and a da 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 And it's just like, I'm just over it. Like, I just don't care. And it's not because, oh, I don't want to be home and blah, blah. It's just like, I, I, like, I, I don't want, no, I want to just be in an office for like a day, <laughs> which is something I never thought I'd hear myself say. But I mean, I, I also recognize though that I don't have all that added pressure of, you know, having a child at home or more than one child. Um, so, you know, my, my complaints are a little less. No, but also like, you know, for me, which is, you know, the case with a lot of people, I'm, I'm very close to like my parents and my family and my grandmother and I, I always go over and stuff like that. And, and I can't do that now. Um, it's just home. It's yeah. just, you know, home. I haven't and seen my parents in like two weeks. Yeah. So it, it's, it's hard. It, it, I mean, it's, it's really hard. And um, I mean, look, I, I think we're, we're doing well, all things considered. There's people who are going through worse times. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it does have a toll on you. Um, so, I mean, I, I honestly, I've, I've always been concerned about this. And if you hear our different recordings, you could tell that I, I haven't, I haven't like panicked over the whole coronavirus thing. I mean, I've listened to the doctors and to what mm -hmm. we have to do. And I've, I'm pretty much on the most part obeyed the recommendations. But I have to tell you that this week, not that I became like, scared or anything but this week i did become a lot more concerned because you know they're showing all these people especially here in south florida that have died who had, are young yeah we the first death was what uh, it was like he was 40 i mean yeah these are young was people a that relatively were healthy looking person that were otherwise healthy you know because he kept marketing this saying like oh you know the people that are elderly are the ones that are in right. in you know in more greatest danger yeah. Which that may very well and be true. I'm sure, but, right, right. 
but there's so many people now that that have died or are doing very badly mm-hmm. and they're you know relatively young so you know i was like okay this is not we're not playing around here like this is this is serious no it is serious and i mean I, I don't think we've ever taken it as a joke but at the same time it's like you know you, you just kind of try to do whatever you can to, to stay sane like my sister my sister basically has the boys on like a very rigid schedule where she's like from this time to this time you do this and then we're gonna go out and we're gonna you know ride bikes around the block and then we're gonna like it's just like we gotta burn off that energy and we've got to keep them on a certain you know some degree of a schedule because if not yeah the thing chaos. with the schedule the thing with the schedule is that yes you got to keep them on a schedule because i know that when when I've had Tristan and and we've had, you know, I've had to like do the school thing with him. You know, he has schoolwork, but the thing is that the schoolwork, even even the schoolwork is not proportionate to a full day of school. No, so a, a lot of times he's done by noon. So it's like he's done all his schoolwork. So it's like, now what? <laughs> do they make him do PE? Because the boys have like virtual PE classes. They do. And um, Which like the karate place he he's been, he was going to, mm-hmm. they have like a virtual thing. But it's not the same. And then yeah. they don't have interactions with other kids. That's the thing. Um, they don't have interactions. I mean, the other day, I think I said this last episode. Th- there was a moment that like Trisha was spinning in the background, yeah. in the backyard. Just spinning. <laughs> like... I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) You know, so like this week I actually started um, one of his friends from from school. Like Mm -hmm. they've been Skyping. um, That's good. Or WhatsApping. (laughs) FaceTiming, FaceTiming. Or getting some uh, Zooming um, or whatever the kids are using this week. So, yeah. So we don't – we've tried here – We've tried here on the podcast too, and we'll continue doing it uh, as long as people keep submitting pictures and stories yes, um, of first responders of nurses. Uh, we will continue doing it. Um, there's a lot of people who have. We will get to everybody. It's yes. just we, you know, we're not going to post everybody at once. Yeah, um, one a day. But we wanted to just give a little shout out to people who are first responders. So I actually I want to talk about that um, because. We kind of do have a platform, and um, I want to use my platform we do have a platform. for that. <laughs> so, um, something you've heard a lot in the news is uh, about um, nurses and um, the whole thing with not having enough um, masks. Masks and supplies, mm-hmm. uh, PPEs are calling it personal protective equipment. Okay, right? thank you. And um, so we hear the term all over, you know, all the time, PPEs, PPEs. And um, I know several people who uh, work for a very large health system here in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, And I'll leave it at that. And Mm -hmm. I know several people who work there. And these are people that don't know each other. So I've heard different stories from different people who are not communicating. Right. There's no way they can get it. their stories together. Right. Right. And they've been very disappointed because this big health systems they work for uh was not prepared uh doesn't have enough you know again personal protective equipment masks um like the scrubs Mm -hmm. the the stuff they get clean with all that gloves they didn't have gloves they didn't have enough and a lot of these people have had to get it on their own and the this organization which is a very big organization Mm -hmm. multi-million dollar organization uh, has told them that if they speak to people about this, they're going to lose their jobs. 
I've actually heard that um, several places, not just here. You heard it as well, yeah. Yeah, not just here, but all over the U.S. Basically, yeah. Well, I've heard it. I've heard it from four people who directly work there. Yeah, I don't know um, if we're talking about the same place, by the way, but I've heard it from people. Well, who work... you've said you've you've heard, you've heard it from other. Places. I mean, I think yeah, that yeah. this is something that's happening not only in. It's I mean, nationwide. Obviously, it's nationwide. I'm, I'm talking about South Florida mm-hmm. uh, because these people obviously work. In here. the South Florida region, uh, I'm, I could imagine that this is happening probably countrywide. But what really is upsetting is that these people are forbidden to talk about this. And why do you it, think that just, is? Why Why do you think that is? Because I think it's because they don't want the, they don't want the organization to look bad, right? Because but on the, these but people, on the one hand, but here's the okay, and, and, and okay, fine on the on the face of it, fair enough. But my thing is, you know, okay, these organizations were not prepared, quote unquote, right? <laughs> I don't think it's out of the realm of understanding as a, as 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 humans to say I get that they weren't prepared because nobody was anticipating something of this level. So I mean, is it right? Is it wrong? That's one thing. But right, it caught no, them off guard. But- it caught them off guard. It is what it is. And so you know to say like, listen, we they were caught unawares or off guard, and we've had to make do. I don't necessarily think that there's anything. Negative, you know, because this organization had like dozens of masks, and you know what? They threw them all the way, you know, because they said, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not negative. I I mean, that's negative. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. Because I think that if you are a huge organization, like this organization is, Mm -hmm. in an area that is populated by millions of people, Mm -hmm. and you're a multi million or billion dollar organization, you need to be prepped for these things because this whole thing of a, a pandemic, yeah, nobody knew that the coronavirus was going to hit the United States in February, March of 2020. Mm-hmm. But anybody that you listen to that knows about these pandemics and knows about these things knew that it was just a matter of time. And pandemics have happened in the last 10 to 15 years, several times in the United States from the bird flu to the H1N1, right. so on and so forth. Maybe not to this magnitude, mm-hmm. but they have happened. So this is something that is a reality. And for these organizations to be as badly equipped, and we're not talking about a mom and pop independent hospital. We're mm-hmm. talking about a major, major chain of hospitals that, you know, you couldn't even say monopolizes an entire region that again is a multi-million dollar organization. I mean, I, I think it's kind of crappy, not only that they were not prepared to this extent, but now their employees, you know, have to go out and have to purchase this stuff on their own. No, no, first they're they have to the find it. They have and to then, find it then, because and, it's not easily available to begin with. And then, and then they're not allowed to complain about it. I mean, or, or you're risking your job. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's like if you know that's like if right now um you know we are god forbid invaded the united states is invaded and the army or the military goes to fight you know the you know an invasion of whomever and they're they don't have enough weapons oh well we didn't know an invasion was coming well you're the fucking military <laughs> like you need to you know you need to be prepared for this type of stuff you know that is a fair assessment that's fine. I mean, clearly, no, <laughs> nobody can get an entire scope. But this whole thing with masks and gloves not having, this has been going on for a couple. It's not like, you know, the coronavirus has been going on for months now, and they ran out of gloves and, right, and right, masks. Right. It's like they didn't have enough to begin with. Right, right, to right, begin right, right. with. It started so, bad, and it got worse. 
Right. And as I was telling you the other day, you know, New York, which is in the epicenter of this, mm-hmm. I was shocked, shocked, shocked to find out that New York City, one of the biggest cities in the world oh, yeah. with 10 million people, has only 20,000 hospital beds. Like, what? Like, yep. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Because it's something that you don't even think about. You you just generally, genuinely do not think about, okay, well, how many hospital beds in relation to the city? You just always kind of assume there will be enough. You but know? you know what I think about? I think about a, a, a city as congested as New York. Let's not even talk about the coronavirus. Just a, a regular bout of flu. Right. Well, let's say that the, the flu swept through Manhattan. You know, We're not talking about you know a flu that's dropping people dead but just your a, a regular old flu right d- d- they have twenty thousand hospital beds it's like what do you mean that new york city has twenty thousand hospital beds With like millions of people now yeah so whatever well, i mean i just because one time i went to the i went to the er when i was in new york and you know they they literally had all of the all of the rooms and i was in queens it wasn't even like the city all the rooms were filled all the ER places were filled. They literally just had people like on stretchers, you know, sitting out in the middle of like the ER. So I would imagine it's similar to that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, um, remember when, you know, my grandmother, I think I spoke about it here. Oh, on this the was podcast. recent. My grandmother was in the hospital in November. Yeah. And she was in the hospital for like two weeks. And everything was a problem from when she was admitted. Uh, we took her to the emergency room. Obviously, she was admitted. It took forever to her to get a room. When she got a room, it was like the smallest room. The, the nurses, not that they took bad care of her, but everything was a problem because they were really understaffed because at that time, and again, this isn't one of the biggest hospitals in town. You and know? this was back in at, November before any, this was, back you know, in November. This was regular time, around the mill. Yeah. All the nurses told us that they were 40% over capacity. And it's because they were dealing with the flu with the, the regular regular flu. flu that i remember and again i think I, I talked about it back then here in the podcast that they had um they had people which i had never seen that in the emergency room lobby on ivs and i'm like Pero que esto? this looked like something out of like like one of those war uh, movies like, yeah, probably. and I'm like, and this was, you know, the regular good old flu. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> we, we long for the flu at this point. We, yeah, we, we long so, for those days. Know, the important thing is, we hope everybody's staying safe. Um, respect the whole social distancing thing. Yeah. The governor, finally, Governor DeSantis, finally, and they'll, they'll make me get into that because our whole point of the podcast is to keep it lively and running and moving. Um, finally decided to lock up the entire state. But, yeah, starting you know, today, right? Um, tonight at midnight. Well, yesterday midnight yeah, since yeah. it's Friday. Yeah, it's always weird when you talk about midnight because midnight is technically the next day, but it's like you're still up. It's like it always confuses me. So let's keep it lively. Um, okay. Like Blake. So I just found out of something that blue my mind like it blew my mind maybe you knew about this maybe listeners listeners maybe you guys knew about this our listeners are smart i didn't didn't know about this and i consider myself a pretty knowledgeable person did you know that when you look at a standard map like let's say a rand mcnally map right okay that not all countries are to the same scale so, like, on map one, 
China might be a certain size and on map two, it might be a little bigger or a little smaller. So generally Compare, in, compared to the, the, so the maps of the Western hemisphere and mm-hmm. maps of the Western hemisphere. So in, you know, in Canada, the Americas, uh, the Pacific Asian countries are much smaller than they actually are. So for example, Indonesia looks a lot smaller on a standard map than it actually is. And let me guess, you found this out from CBS Sunday morning. Actually, no, I didn't. Wendover Productions. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. CBS Sunday Morning is on hiatus. They're like, they're like getting old stories. But I'm I mean, putting but them all together. Listen, Jane Polly can totally host it from her living room. No, because actually they're running out of new stories. I think last week was their last show with new stories. But anyway, that blew my mind. And for example, how did you, wait, wait, how did you find this out? Like Wendover Productions on YouTube. And then I started looking it up online and I read a bunch of stuff on, on it. Hmm. So Wendover Productions is this YouTube channel that has to do a lot with geography and topography. Um, Interesting so, Oh, it's all like mini documentaries. So hello, they have my they have my they have my number. They also have and, your undivided uh, attention these past couple days. Yes, <laughs> and um, it blew my mind. Like I was like, what? And like for example, the Korean Peninsula is much bigger than what in a standard map it looks like. Uh, I think Iceland is smaller than what it looks like in most maps. Mm-hmm. The the for example, the British Isles are like the size of the entire east coast of the u.s but on the map they look smaller um so wait why why are we all over the place with maps like is this like a metric system thing like no they said that the they said that the true the true size is is what's called the pear shape map which you know when you see the map put up into like what looks like pears do you know what i'm talking about not even a little bit like semi-circles kind of sort of oh yes okay okay that is a more true representation of the actual sizes of countries. Oh. But yeah, this blew my mind. It like I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so everything I've I've learned, everything I've seen, it's all is been a wrong. lie. It's all, all of it, all of it's been a lie. <laughs> Mentiras puras todas. <laughs> so I was like, maybe things are not as close or far as they seem. Life is all about perception. Although when I went to Australia. I was on an airplane for about a month, it seems. <laughs> and yet, it was probably still less than we're going to be in uh, quarantine. <laughs> probably less, yeah. Probably less. So, so yeah. That, uh, is, that is the learn part of the listen. That is the learn part of the listen, laugh, and learn. So, uh, so, so, we cannot have an episode this week. So, before we get into this, though, let's take a, uh, before we go any further, let's take a quick pause for our sponsor. And then we'll take it right back up. Hey there, mi gente. Ish here. Do you have a ton of pics you love on your phone, but no idea how to display them in real life? (laughs) Bueno, we've got the solution. Canvaspeople.com. We all have our favorite photo just sitting in our phone, but now thanks to canvaspeople.com, you've got the perfect way to show them off. Simply visit their site, upload your fave pic, you know, the one from Abuelo's 90th birthday, or the one with all your primos at your niece's quince's, then with just a few clicks, you'll have a beautiful canvas print, perfect for display. And if you visit canvaspeople.com now and use promo code PERO, 
you'll get an 11 by 14 canvas free of charge. That's right, a canvas valued at $76.99 for just the price of shipping and handling if you use promo code PERO. Así que visit canvaspeople.com today and turn your photos into a canvas printed work of art. And we're back. All right. So sorry, sorry. So what? What is, we? I, I hope you're going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about because last week okay. we kind of talked about it, but we couldn't talk about it. We can't talk this week without talking <laughs> what everybody's talking about. <laughs> Stephanie from Mama's Merlot, cue her in. I mean, so, she. So we're going to talk about Tiger King. So what's so funny was that Stephanie from Mama's Merlot okay. had been texting me. She's like, "Have you seen it? Have you seen it?" I'm like, "No, I haven't gotten around to watching it." Um, and then like one day, like I started watching it, and like ten minutes in, I fell asleep. So whatever. So last, I believe Friday, I said, "Okay, today yes, I'm going to start did. watching." You it. did because I followed and, along and on I, your Instagram story, and I started watching it at like eleven, and I said, "Okay, let me watch the first episode." <laughs> Right. So, you know, I'll get the introduction to it. And then tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to be right. home all day. going to watch the rest of it. No, me neither. Five episodes later, it was like five o'clock in the morning. The and I'm like, thing shit. To us. Like, the same I'm like, thing. shit. The sun is going to crack soon. I need to go to bed. So, okay. I. Where do we even start? This doesn't <laughs> happen to me a lot. I am short on words. Actually, today, today when I was at my parents' house, uh-huh. my dad was like, you know, doing our social distancing. Right. My dad's like, oye, ¿qué es lo que yo sigo viendo? Yo hablo de un tigre, un tigre, un hombre que es el, el rey de los tigres. ¿De qué es ese documental? Oh, they, didn't, like, they didn't cover this in Spain? In, in his, I don't know in, where he got it from. In his, but uh, I'm like, how do I even start to explain this to my father? It's a in Spanish. It's a I'm like, what? I'm like, bueno, papá, es que él tenía unos uno tigres, pero había una Carol, que era una bruja. Que mató a su esposo. Okay, so, without, without getting what it's into, because I don't even know how to explain it. Can I take a aside stab from at the it? Fact, okay, aside from the fact, I mean, I mean, look, at this point in time, a lot of people have seen it. Exactly. And people that are our listeners who've seen it are obviously going to know what we're talking and about. Again, it's, and, and it's a story that it's not like it just happened. Like, it, it's a documentary about something that happened, like, about a year ago. So, I mean, it's And people who record. haven't seen it, people who haven't seen it, a year ago, no, because he was sentenced at the end of 2019. Oh, okay. No, it's because I listened to this podcast, last podcast on the left, and they do like their mini episodes once a week, and they've been talking about him since he ran for governor. Oh, right. So, so like I've been, he, so I've been hearing he about ran for governor a while ago. Yes, yeah, so I've been hearing about Joe so, Exotic forever. It seems okay. So, what do you think? Aside from obviously people are stuck at home, <laughs> what do you think has been the appealing thing about this? Because everybody on that documentary is trash it is like the worst of the worst yeah of the worst. there's no there, there's there's maybe one or two sympathetic people in i think the thing. only redeeming character is the guy who was like the young guy who was like the the campaign manager oh the libertarian who used to work at walmart yeah i think he's like the only like kind of quasi-normal person no and then the, um 
the the one armed uh the one armed guy? No, 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 no. Listen, in the no. grand scheme of that cast of characters, no, no, she's she's as crazy as all of them. So what actually, it's a he. He actually, she actually is transgender, but she she's mis she's misgendered throughout the whole thing. So it's a trans man. It's a trans one armed man. Okay, well, no, because not only in the show did they refer to. No, that's what I'm they saying. They referred in female. That's what I'm saying. But they did it in the in the show. It was she was he was incorrectly uh, referred to because the the producers came out afterwards, and you know, a lot of interviews have come out, obviously, and they'll ask questions about like you know what's what's the thing you would like people to know, and da 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 da. And one of the things that they said was like you know I forget I think Saf is is his name. You know, Saf actually identifies uses he him pronouns, and you know even Joe calls him her. So. Yeah. Oh, the reason I said it because I saw an interview with, I guess, him with <laughs> David Spade, and he didn't say anything about that. But anyway, um, anyway, okay. It even has that. What it even do has you that. Think, what do you think has been the appeal of this? I think it's that. It's, it's okay, so like you said, aside from the fact that everybody's stuck at home, right? So it's kind of like, well, this just premiered, let's watch it. It's the it's literally the type of thing where you can't make that shit up, right? Like it's it's the epitome of the okay, no no no, this just got crazy. It can't get any crazier. Oh, okay, it just got crazier. Okay, no, but it can't get any crazier than it just got Whoa, okay. No, it's a little crazier now. It's like a roller coaster. Oh, oh wait, huh? Like it, just when you think it's done, it's like, no, bitch, we've got a higher roller coaster ride for you. Like, it just keeps going and going and going and going. The you know, and I think that's what it is. And it's also to your point, there's no clear hero. So it's one of those things where everybody you can watch it and everybody can come away with like there's no well, so and so was right and so and so was wrong. You know what I mean? No clear cut. It's very much like, well, I side with this one okay. because of esto, y esto por esto, y esto por el otro. And it's just like so bueno, many it's like a choose your own adventure. Let me tell you this, though. Joe Exotic is fucking nuts. He oh does God. illegal shit. And I think he's I think he's gross, and I think he's weird. But you know what? I was on Team Joe over Team Carol. God, yes. Carol Baskin, from, from the moment... Actually, it's so funny, because if you look at my IG stories when I was watching this, when Carol first comes out, I put, Que man me cae la Carol. She does. Not knowing, not knowing... Lo que esperaba. Lo que te esperaba. What, what was coming. She just rubbed me the wrong... Because you know the thing about it is that she... I, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. The people that in this world terrify me the most are self-righteous people oh yeah i am afraid of self-righteous people when people start saying that they're holier than thou and that you know whether it's because they're overly religious or because they want to you know they think that, yeah, they think that. that. Their, their morals are above someone else's exactly. however however they magnify that exactly very well said that their morals are above everybody else's self-righteous people are the people that terrify me the most in this world and the moment that i saw her i'm like oh my god this is some self-righteous, you know, white woman from Tampa, Listen, you know, who, who thinks her shit don't stink. And she happens to have, she calls it a sanctuary, but she happens to have a zoo. It's worse like than him. Joe's. It's worse than Joe's. The cages are smaller. Also, her whole thing, her I don't whole trust thing any white is, woman wearing a crown of flowers outside of Coachella. Her thing is that that she says that she doesn't let people pet the tigers when they're cubs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, but all right, but you know what? I would think because I read upon her, and 
uh, from what I know, tigers are an endangered species. Absolutely. And a lot of zoos, say what you will about zoos, but a lot of zoos are working on conservation that's why of we, species. That's why we still have I, some of these species. Right. And a lot of zoos, zoos are doing some pretty good work. You know, and again, I'm not defending zoos because there's no. certainly a lot of business practices that zoos have that I'm against. Fair enough, but you but can, but you can, them- but you can point to the one we have down here. You know, the Miami Metro Zoo, which builds like these big habitats for them. It's not a cage. I mean, so she's against even even she's against zoos and the even con- conservation efforts of zoos. And I'm like thinking, like, okay, okay wait, so what does she want? You what love she want? you love this species so much, but you are okay with it going extinct. She like, no, no, she's not. She's okay with her being the only one standing. That's what it comes so, down to. Because she charges. They don't pet them, but people still have to pay to go to her sanctuary. Right, right. So I just I just I think it's so funny that she's supposed to be the hero in all this. And I think I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think she's probably the most disliked character of the documentary. I will tell you this. If you talk to the average Latino, mal. No, but I think overall, because I mean, have you seen all the memes of her on social media? She's like a you hyper know, from... environmental version of Mrs. Allen from Capasa USA. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, I just, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, for God's sake, they were using expired Walmart meat to put on their pizzas. <sighs> oh, I know. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I mean, like, one day is okay, but, you know, that was like a week. And then now we find out that his voice was it's not, not him. But but why are we disappointed or or surprised even? I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad because in some weird way, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I'd like to think that at the very least he had a nice singing voice. And like, you know, had he pursued that career, yeah. this all could have been some avoided. Type of redeeming quality. Right. Right. Like this could all be have been avoided, you know? So today when I was telling my dad about the documentary. <laughs> How I did told you him, explain it in Spanish? I told him, mira, when the Cuban marimbero, who allegedly they based Scarface on, Tony like, Montana. Like all marimberos think was based on that. When he comes out appearing as the most sane and likable character in this whole documentary, the bar has been set. Yeah, estamos mal. Although he had the cutest little capuchin monkeys. 
and Nemo, Doc Antle, because Doc Antle, you know, the other guy who does the, you know, the whole thing with the tigers. The one whose tigers were, bit, were in the Britney Slave for You MTV performance. Yes. He's a little bit better put together. Like, but he's trash. You know, no, 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 no. He, like he, and the way that he speaks see, and like he's better presented. And like when in the interview, you know, he had like a, a shirt with the logo of his zoo. He seems a little bit more presentable. But yeah, you know, he's in a polygamous sex cult. Like, right. of course. Why wouldn't he be, you know? <laughs> That's why it's like, you know what? There's like, there's white trash. And then there's like, this, this is this like 10 levels. This is like 10 levels under white trash. Like, I think this makes white trash look good. I mean, I think this makes, you know, people that come out in like cops, you know, nobility. Wow. Those are some strong words there, my friend. Right. But did I say something that wasn't true? Not even a little bit. No. Okay, como yo te dije, the the guy who's his husband. Eh, Which one? The one with no teeth. Oh. It's like, it's yeah, like, yeah. couldn't you put on a shirt for the damn documentary? Like, <laughs> like. Even I would put on a shirt for a documentary. I mean, it's, this is a Netflix documentary. Couldn't you put on a freaking shirt? Although on the like, plus side, he, he now has teeth, so at least. Yes, I I did see I did see the follow up. Um, <laughs> I just. I mean, for those of you who haven't watched it, please watch it because there's nothing. I, I feel that this is one of those things. You know how sometimes when things become popular right. and they're overhyped and then you watch it and you're like, hey, nah. whatever. Yeah. This is so crazy. This is just so crazy that it can be overhyped. I also think that there's something to be said because we're all stuck at home. More and more, it will, it will, as many people as have already seen it, I think that more people will still see it because again, before it would be like, Oh yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But then you kind of get busy. But now that you're home, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. You get to it a lot sooner. So I think, I I think it's not going to go away as quick as things in the past. It's still the number one documentary on Netflix. Of course it should be. (laughs) I just, I don't even. And then, oh yeah, the overweight little Dutch boy. The overweight little Dutch boy. Which one? The one who became an FBI informant, and he has a bomb. Oh yes, the one, the one that was on the jet ski. Yes, doesn't he look like Barbecue Becky? You remember who Barbecue Becky was? Barbecue Becky, for our listeners who don't remember, oh, it was a video of this woman. I don't even know her name was Becky, but it was this white woman is now. Who, who, like, two years ago, it was, like, yeah, two years ago, she, a video went viral because there was this family who was black who was having a barbecue. At a park. In a park. Yeah. Like, every, lake, like everybody has. And minding their own business. They were just there having a good time, grilling Again, minding their own business, but Becky had a problem with it. And Becky went up to them and was like, you can't grill here. And she called the police. And then it was great because one of the people from, actually, no, it wasn't even one of the people from the family. This other woman walking by um, saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. She was kind of nosy. Right. And, um, and she started filming Becky. And it became a thing, and she called the cops. And then the cops said that, you know, the black people were, like, 
harassing her and, you know, making her feel uncomfortable. They're like, what are you talking about? We were having a barbecue. She and I came over them, here. One of them even invited them to be like, hey, do you want some barbecue? But, you know, she did her own, her, you know, her own, like, <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm the white victim, you know, of song course. and dance, but without failing to realize that they were actually recording her. And there Isn't... was like a recording of this whole trajectory. It's so and horrible. she was the one harassing them. It's so and horrible how what... white people have been victimized throughout history. The day. <laughs> no, but what I love is a barbecue Becky never thought she was going to become the meme that she did. She, there, there will be people using that meme after she's long dead, who won't even know what she is. <laughs> so when this guy in the documentary comes in the jet ski, I'm like, is that barbecue Becky? That scene was fantastic because there was no reason for him to be on a jet ski at all. You know what's funny? But that I not? You could tell. You could tell that the docu- the the creators or the producer director mm-hmm. of the documentary was like, I'm going to get these motherfuckers to do whatever the hell I want. So you know what? You're getting on a jet ski. <laughs> Do you think, and you bring up a good point, because this weekend, uh, Carol, you know, now that there's time to look for her husband, in, uh, actually came out and said that, you know, she felt misled, that they told her it was going to be this other type of documentary, and blah, 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 blah. Do you think that that was the case? I mean, because from where I stand, I don't think so. Because let me tell you something. If they come up to me now and tell me, oh, I'm going to do a documentary about, you know, environmentalism, why would I start talking about my husband and his disappearance and, you know, and, well, and well, all, these, that, and all these other things? And I know that they well, followed them for like that four years. But This took place during four to five years. Right. I think that probably because, look, and if you come to think way. about it. What the documentary turned into was by accident. I mean, that that was by accident, yeah. so that couldn't be planned. So I think that probably they started off doing a documentary about Joe Exotic, you know, the character that he was. Right. So they were probably going to have an angle about her trying you know, to do the right her, thing or whatever, trying to do the right thing, and that was this nemesis. But then it turned into something else. Right. But you know what? To go with what you said. You can't say that you were misled because if you are told that the documentary is going to be about this, but then you sit down for interviews throughout many right. years, right? Because it wasn't and one start day. talking <laughs> about something else. Well, you're the one who provided them that content, exactly. Right? Yeah. Because my 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 answer would have been like, wait, 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 hold on. We're doing a documentary here about big cats. Why well, about my husband? Know, why are, why are you why are we talking at length about my husband's case? Right. Like, right. Right. It's like those reality show people who are it's like, no, because I was edited to look that way. It's like, listen, that may be so. They may have edited the content, but you gave them the content that they're editing. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I know that yes, I know that a lot of times these things are edited, but you know what? They're not gonna make exactly when you have the content. They can't make a villain into a hero or vice versa. And she's not likable because she's not likable. She's not. She's not. Because when 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 they first introduced her, you know, like, again, you know, she looked like she was going to Coachella. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, this woman probably, I was thinking she probably runs a, a nonprofit. And she right. probably works with people to introduce these animals back into the wild. Nope. Right? <laughs> 
because that's what usually people that work in saving a species and in conservation try to do. They try to eventually, I mean, look at here, when they save a whale or a tortoise or a dolphin, right. and they're at the facility for months until they're healed, they put them back in the wild, you know, in the right, sea. Right. So that's what I thought that she was doing. But then when I learned, I was like, ah, I know a bit of it. You have a part too? I'm like, please. Uh, Carol, yeah. please. Yeah, cool cats and kittens. She also has a park. Yeah. So, <laughs> so listeners, you have time. Go watch you have to. Tiger King. You, have you to. won't regret it. It's... This this is going to be this generation's live aid. Wow. <laughs> like, that just made me so depressed. <laughs> everybody saw live aid. Whether you were a kid, five years old, 30 years old or 90 years old. Everybody sat down to watch Live Aid. This is this generation's Live Aid. Wow. I think we've had a bit of a downgrade. Um, A little bit, little bit. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But yeah, no, it's also, it's crazy you say that because like a lot of these productions have halted, you know, uh, like for instance, Empire still hadn't finished filming its final episode. So now they're like, well, we're going to take some of the footage we had and... Empire was still filming? Empire had like one or two episodes left to finish the season. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were done. No, no, no. They, they. I mean, yes, this is the last season, but it's like, but little things like that where it's just like, okay, well, we were going to film, you know, episode seven and eight. And it's like, no, you're not. Um, I don't understand movies getting pushed back though, because I've, I mean, just release it on, on demand. A lot of things have been doing it. No, that could be some movies, but you think like a movie like James Bond is going to be released on demand? I mean, it's it's circumstantial. No. You know what I mean? It's not because no. it's not because it's no. a bad movie. No, that that all those big big budget movies. I mean, you think that if any like Marvel or DC, movie well, Wonder Woman, was... Wonder Woman got pushed back. Of course, these are multi. <laughs> quadrillion movies, you know, <laughs> movies. You know, these movies cost and make the size the, the size of a GDP of a small country. You, you think they're going to be like? They're like, oh, you know, we're going to release it on Netflix on so and so day. No, 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 but not on Netflix. But like, they can you know release it for for you know direct rental on your on your TV. So okay, so I have to tell you, let's let's move let's move gears here. Moving from Joe Exotic. Yes. So this might come to a shock to you. Oh, God. Well, no, not so much to our listeners because they wouldn't know this. But do you know that I have never seen Pinocchio from start to finish? The Disney movie? Yeah. What other Pinocchio? Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I have never really seen Pinocchio like. Which is very strange because I'm a Disney person. I own, I actually own Pinocchio in VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Yeah, and mind you, I had never seen. Yeah, but you, I, but you like Disney overall, so you are into Disney things. But you have certain favorites within the Disney, right? You know, like for God's sake, I've seen Fun and Fancy Free like twenty times, right? But not Pinocchio. For some reason, Pinocchio never like whatever. No, they have more than Um. But the other day, I actually saw it with, you know, obviously with Tristan, because uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying for him to get into like movies. It's like, especially the classics. Right, right. And I did not know that whole part where they were stealing the children and turning them into donkeys. Well, yeah, that's how he eventually winds up in the belly of the whale. 
And that whole scene where one of the kids was like pleading, I want a mom, I want my mom, I want my mom. And he turns into the the donkey. Huh? And then he like he's like crying as he turns yeah. into the donkey. But, yeah. but he was like very troubled, that little boy, because he was screaming, I want my mom, I want my mom. Shit, turn me you into know, a donkey. Crying. I'd scream for my mother right now. And he <laughs> was screaming and crying, and I'm like, oh my god, that never got resolved. Like the movie ended, and I'm like, the little kid, like he never went back to his mom. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is wrong with this movie? <laughs> No, that's why that is immoral, guys. If you act like a jackass, you'll be thought of as a jackass. Well, I don't think that's what that was going on there. Well, that's the moral. Because, I mean, they were just kidnapping little kids left and right, that stupid fox. Right, but they were kidnapping them because because they went to Pleasure Island because they were not being good little boys. They weren't going to school. Which, which, by the way, which, by the way, I'm like, oh, that's what Pleasure Island in Disney got its name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then I'm thinking, like, I have, like, two pictures with that stupid fox. <laughs> he was always in, the, he's always in the park. Always. He's, that part is like him. He's always in the park. It's like, yeah. really? Really? Like, this is the background character that you have? I mean, if you want to have good background characters, have Griselda and Anastasia. Oh, and, nice. Or whatever her name is. And Lady Tremaine. And Lady Tremaine. Which I've only seen them, like, a couple of times. I mean, those are really good background characters. Yeah, they really are. So you know that it's so with that said What did Tristan think of the whole movie? Tristan was like whatever about it. He was of course like any kid his age. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit taken aback by like when his nose started to grow. Oh, okay. He was like, it's turning into a treat. But <laughs> I have high high hopes for the boy. Okay. Do you know what movie he loves? <laughs> Not only does he love Sleeping Beauty. He doesn't care about Aurora. He cares about Maleficent. And I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> I love him so much more now. He was like, he was like, he the other day, he was like, put again when she gets mad. And you know what I mean by mad. The part where she starts laughing and then she sends everybody to hell. The powers of hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Because he, the first time that he saw the part where, um, a Philip uh, throws the sword yes. at her and kills her. Uh-huh. He was like, he closed his eyes. He was Aww. like, mm. but uh, but he freaking loves Maleficent, and I'm like, great. I'm like, if your favorite villain was Gaston, we would have problems. Ugh, Gaston's not a villain. He's barely <laughs> he, an, he's barely an annoyance. He hates Beauty <laughs> and the Beast, though. Why? Because I'm constantly telling him, Marie, oh, I got well, okay. hurry up. All right, seems about the whole end though. That's why. And he's like, "Stop it!" <laughs> but yeah, he loves the Maleficent scene, so I'm oh. like, "Oh, you know." Okay, he conversation has he... on this. Ep- no, conversation in this episode is as solid as people's conversations at home in the quarantine. Exactly. Well, that's what it's all about, guys. You know, remember, we are not immune to you know any of this. We are stuck at home as well, as evidenced by the fact that we are doing this via phone. Do you know what I was talking to my dad today about? So we were talking on how like probably so many graduations are going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, I was saying, if my law school graduation would have been canceled, I would have gone keep shit. I was like, you mean to tell me that I put myself in three years of hell, and now I'm not even going to get a graduation? You would have shown up for the for the the fall graduation. 
Oh, oh, you better believe it. I'll be like, no, I'll graduate one semester later. It won't matter. You can send me the diploma if you want, but I will be here. I will be here at a graduation. <laughs> Mark my words. No, but, but really, no, think about it. Especially, I mean, any graduation, whether it's high school or college or, you know, grad school of some sort, yeah. that you work so hard for that graduation. And, you know, there's something to be said about I've never understood people that don't go to their graduation. I don't get it either. Because that's like work that you did. That was not given to you. you know? I mean, I that's... guess the diploma is the reward, but you know what? But there's some, there's something to the the ceremony of it all. You know, the the culmination, yeah. the symbolism. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So I don't know. Meanwhile, don't you know. and I should totally go out and buy stock and like Zoom. And Zoom. <laughs> I keep thinking of that Aretha Franklin song. Who's zooming? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So right before you called, I was taking um, a uh, a jog or a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't jog, a power walk, if you will. And I realized that I was listening, I was specifically listening to uh, "Is It the Beat" by Selena. Aww. So I actually was listening to a few Selena songs because this week yes. was 25 years that Selena passed away. That's right. It was what March 30th, 31st. And I remember that that day I went to the fair. Which we can't go to this year. Yeah. That's what 25 years will do to you. <laughs> 25 years ago, we had the fair. This year, not so much. Not so much. Oh, oh poor Selena. So, At least she doesn't yeah. have to go to the coronavirus. My end. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just with her, and we've talked about it before in, yeah. in, in, the, in, in the show. I, I, I don't know why, because I, I liked Selena. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't own her music, but I, I obviously knew who she was because she, you know, she, especially in the Hispanic market, she was everywhere. And I remember mm-hmm. when they would put her in MTVs on MTV Internacional. I remember when she would be on Sabado Gigante. And I remember she was on that mm-hmm. show that used to air on 51 Padrissimo. I remember all that. And I, I remember a lot of those performances. But I, I wouldn't consider myself a fan. Right. I, I mean, I knew Bidi Bidi Bam Bam. I knew La Flor. I knew Handful at most. But yet, her, her passing hurt so much, and it, it you know, and still twenty five years later, like we still feel so terrible for How her. How old was she? You know? when, when she she was twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, she was a kid. Yeah. Freaking fan club president. You know what, Yolanda? I want to know what's in the box. <laughs> so we're all stuck whole, in quarantine. Um, Just tell us what's in the box. With this whole quarantine thing, one of the, the things that I've, I, I, I I've enjoyed something about this, but one of the things that has been kind of cool to see is how, like, shows and celebrities have adapted to this oh, on yeah. how, like, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, he's hosting it from the living room of his of his house. Yeah, yeah. The View is, like, doing Zoom calls or whatever. <laughs> No, in the view, they're all compromised because Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she had a really bad pneumonia yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so they thought it was best for her not to come in. Megan McCain is pregnant. Yep. So obviously, she's quarantined. Right. And then the Joy Behar is 77. Yeah. So she said on the air, she's like, today's my last day here because I'm 77. I look great, but I am 77. So she was at home. And then the last two standing were Sonny Hostin 
and Sarah Haynes. But Sunny, lit, her mom's her mom lives with her, oh. and then she was afraid of getting exposed. You know, so now the whole show is on like on Zoom. I call them from their living room. You know what? This week, Sunny said something. I'm not going to quote her exactly, but Sunny said something that other people have said that it's just like, ugh, you know what? I just and I've never liked Sunny to begin with. Mm-hmm. Something about like you know to the extent of like, oh, well, I hope when this is all over, you know, obviously we're not shaking hands now. Ugh, I hope we don't ever shake hands again. Like I hate you know mm-hmm. where and I'm like, oh, you know, yes, human contact, you fucking cyborg. So you know, you know my thing about Sunny Hoxton, and I, you know, She's so anybody annoying. who listens to us, anybody who listens to us knows that I, <laughs> I watch the view every day. Sunny Hoxton seems like the type of person that, in real life. Or like off of the show, I would totally love and get along with. Like I would totally think she's awesome. On the show, she's un poquitico pesadita because she's like a goody two shoes, and like she's very much about the victim. It's always about me, you know. Like, like I'm upset, you know. Like it's personal. Everything is personal to her. Everything, and she she's very much like a martyr on the show. Now I understand that the view, like any show, like even you and I. It's you know it's real people and their real opinions, but everybody kind of has a role to play. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. There's a you have to be a character to a degree. You know, and I understand that that's her role. She's like the lawyer, and she's like the smart one. And I, I get that. I get that. I'm, I'm totally for that. But sometimes she's a little too self righteous. But with that, she looks said, like she would give Carol a song. <laughs> but with that said, she looks like somebody who's like in real life. She's awesome. So that's why I kind of I like her. You know, um, because she'd be fun to hang out with. <laughs> she seems like an idiot. And I, just, I have a, I have an issue with like all these people now who are just like, you know, oh, yeah, maybe now we can, you know, just not like, why do we ever shake hands? And da, da, da. it's just like, you know, why don't you just go sit in your corner and never touch a human again? <laughs> Por eso, eh? And I'm surprised her, too, because you know what? Por eso que los americanos son tan frío. Mm. Well... I mean, shaking hands is not the reason people get this. I mean, it's a reason to no. But she's saying I mean, because you you know you transfer germs. In, in the well, animal. you do transfer germs, but I mean, it's been shown that it's usually like people that talk to you that right. the germs like from their breath or the air you also, pick it up. I we mean, need we all need germs. We can't live. We can't be bubble people. <laughs> we can't live germless. No, that's how you like die. So. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people, I feel that, like, with the coronavirus, this, you know, quarantine that we're through, it's kind of like when you're waiting for a hurricane. We, we've said that several times on the show. I have never done I have never done so much groceries in my life. I think I've done groceries, like, 14 times in, like, three weeks. Not only have I done groceries, but because, <laughs> you know, I'm cooking every single day. I'm, right. like, I'm always washing dishes and pots. Oh, my like, God. Forget? You know how they're all, like, wash your hands, wash your hands. I'm like, listen, I'm covered. <laughs> I'm always washing clothes. So, so I think I've lost weight. I don't think I have. <laughs> but I've actually been careful about what I've eaten. Uh, I haven't. I've, I because mean, I was like, I, I, I can't afford to gain weight. And I'm like, you know, if I don't behave well, by the time this coronavirus is over, I'm going to look like Fat Bastard. And no. And, you know, that's not going to be good. So, so I'm like, let me be on good behavior. And then that's why every day I go power walk and, you know, whatever. Do whatever to stay active. Yeah. Um, no, I've been, I mean, look, I there are moments. I mean, like, I chopped down a tree the other day. 
like, all right, Paul Bunyan. Um, there are days where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have cookies today. Like I'm just, because again, I can't do anything. Right. I'm just like frustrated or whatever. But then I kind of, you know, I'll go for a jog or actually now because, um, because of Jose's job, they gave them, uh, sign-ins for this online workout service Mm -hmm. thing called Groker, Groker. I don't know what it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, so I've been doing exercises with that. I've downloaded a couple of just, you know, like body resistance workouts. And so, you know, I'm trying to mix it up. I've been dancing with Debbie Allen. Um, and even like, I actually, there's a a local DJ down here, DJ hot pants who actually you should tune in. It's actually really good every weekday in April. He's going to do a a divas happy hour. He started it yesterday. Mm -hmm. The first three ones from five to six are all Kylie Minogue. Oh, awesome. It was great. And so, like, I just have that in the background. I just start dancing. I mean, you know, just keeping active because, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's very easy to just be like, you know what? I'm having cookies. And that's Let me it. ask you something. When you think of Kylie Minogue, do you still think of me? You know, yes and no. Because you should. I should. But I don't, I don't think of you in the way that I think of you when I think of Robbie. Well, the difference between Robbie and Kylie is that because Kylie made it, Kylie eventually had a few hits here in the 2000s, mm-hmm. whereas Robbie Williams didn't, you know? Right. So, but I also think that, should, but I also, but I also, because you know her because of me. No, I know this, but I also think that, like, I've, I've kind of, like, whereas in the last couple of albums, you've been kind of like whatever with her, I've kind of continued the well, fandom right because the whole reason why i liked her was because she did great pop music that right. nobody in the u.s knew <laughs> so the moment that you know i can't get you out of my head came out and people jumped on the kylie bandwagon right and you know and then yeah but i'm not talking her about other that. album came out and all these, but I'm all these people like... started wearing togas to her concert and i'm like yeah you're wearing togas to her freaking concert and i'm sure that you probably don't know any of her songs from the 90s Bueno, actually, during the the DJ set today, he played uh, "Je ne sais pas pourquoi," "Je ne sais pas pourquoi," and I was just like, "Yes!" <laughs> so I guess that's why I don't necessarily. I do think of you when I think of Kylie, but I've I've kind of also. I feel like I've come into my own level of fandom with her. Um, <laughs> no, you own. have, you have, you you turned it into yours, but that was I my turned it turn. into love. My turn off of her was not even her. Because I, I really like her. My turn off of her is that, you know me, I hate, hate, hate. It's in my DNA. Liking something that everybody else likes. The moment yes. something goes mainstream, that's it. I'm done. Like, no, I'm, it's true. It's why it's why neither you or Madonna will have a Vegas residency. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but remember, like, you remember when I was into her in the 90s? Oh, that no. I, like, I'd be like, oh, my God. You know, Listen. She's so big in Europe. Rhythm of she's Love. so awesome. The Rhythm of Love album I have because of you. Yeah. No, and like when um Impossible Princess came out, oh, she kind of went she kind of went indie and even um n- not even not even like I I was spinning around came out in 2000. I love that song. That came out. That was the album before Can Get You Out of That's My Head. That's light years, yeah. That song. Do you remember when I was into that song? That was like, oh my god, the song is so good, you know. Yep. And then the following year, you know, Can Get You Out of My Head becomes a hit, and I'm like, really, people, really, like, really. Well, you know, that's because <laughs> it was written by by Kathy Dennis and Paul Abdul. 
Yeah, but it's like really not not that that's a bad song, but really this is the song. Yeah, that of all the songs. Cut Minogue back into the mainstream in the U.S. You know, after the locomotion in 1988. Really, it was this song. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but 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 what you and I have said about her, which is very true, and I think you one time summed it best. So, yes, audience, I know we're having a little bit of a Kylie Minogue talk, and if you don't know who Kylie Minogue is or you don't know her music, well, then you will look like, it up. The these, then you will look it up, and you will and, 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 and you will be touched by the magic. But Kylie Minogue, for all intents and purposes, for a very long time, was called the European Madonna, although she's Australian, right. because she was extremely, extremely popular in the 80s 90s and 2000s around the world except in the the u.s she she never you know the exception of a few songs she never really broke the u.s um locomotion and i should be so lucky were really her only i should be so lucky and then you know that was in 88 then it wasn't until 2001 that she had um can't get you out of my head and that album some of those singles were other singles were played here but yeah whatever but but um in terms of her, what my favorite thing that I, you and I talked about some time ago with her videos, I don't think there is an <laughs> artist that has a better evolution of videos oh, God, than yes. her. Because her videos started off so cheesy. Yes. Because like if you think about like Madonna's videos from like the early eighties, right? I mean, you know, like, they're not they're not cheesy. No, well, like, I mean, now, take, one of her first videos was filmed in Venice. You know what I mean? Like, it's... yeah, like her first videos, they're very of the time. And you look at them but and production. you look at it, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is very, uh, this is very 1984, you know, from right. what she was wearing to whatever. But they're not necessarily cheesy, but Kylie Minogue's videos have an endearing cheesiness to them. Like they're endearing. And it's such an evolution, like from one album it's like okay the second album you can tell she had a little bit of a bigger budget and then in her third album when rhythm of love came out oh, it's like was, oh yeah. now there's a bigger budget and now she's older so now she could turn up the sex appeal <laughs> it's like, it's, the, like the evolution of her videos is freaking awesome it's like i love watching okay <laughs> now that you say evolution or ev- video evolutions have you on facebook lately they've been serving me these videos with billboard where they do music video evolutions have you seen them uh-huh. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, look them up. I'm, I'm sure they're on Billboard because if they're on their Facebook page, they've had a bunch of them. Like they did Mariah's video evolution. Well, they'll play like, you know, maybe five seconds of each video from the first one mm-hmm. up to the most recent, whatever that is. You know, the two that stick out of my mind is the one of Cher because I'm like, okay, well, this is a long ride. You know, this is going to be like settle in and get comfortable and, and watch it happen. Years. Right, watch it happen. But then they did one of Celine Dion. Celine Dion has videos for songs that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Her video evolution video was, I swear to God, English? it had like English, uh, French, I was going to say European, in French, like it must have been like 55 videos. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I have her DVD when her greatest hits came out in 2000. Mm hmm. I have a, a, a DVD of all her videos, and there are videos on that DVD. I'm like, what song is this? Do you have my Kylie DVD, by the way? Um, no, you. I gave it back to you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because now, now I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, now everything is on YouTube, so. Yeah, but there's something to be said about just, you know, sitting back and watching it without pre-rolls. <laughs> <laughs> 
actually speaking of Celine Dion, she released some type of um, footage of some concert she had in Paris 25 years ago. And I was very proud of myself because I actually understood every single word she said in French. Ooh, ooh la la. But, right, but then again, it's Canadian, French Canadian, which is easier to understand than real French. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's, it is. Um, yeah, it is. And like real French people laugh at their French. Oh, they're like. Because yeah. They're like they the, have a different dialect. They're like the Americans with the British. Yeah, the um, the um, the example they give the most is with hot dog. I actually forget how you say hot dog in French, but it's not hot dog. But in Canada, French Canadians say hot dog. Oh, okay. So like, so yeah, they'll be like, "Oh my God, can you believe? Can you believe that they say hot dog?" Like, what do you mean? They say hot dog. That's not how you say it. What do they say? Like, you know? sh- like chien hot or whatever. Like, I, I I forget how you say it in French, but but yeah, um, it's they they kind of laugh at their accent, but but it is. It's I understand French Canadian French Canadian French mm-hmm. much easier than. French. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although it's like everybody else. When I've gone to France, it kicks in, and I, before I know it, I'm like talking, you know, away in French to people, and I'm it's like, a long oh. conversation. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know where this came out of. My five years of study of French <laughs> <laughs> is in the back of my mind. You never lose it. That's that's the. Key. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas pourquoi. pourquoi. Je ne sais pas pourquoi. Oh, Kylie. <laughs> Were you being the French chef from Little Mermaid? <laughs> no, then I would have been Le Poisson. You know what would have been really interesting with this podcast was, I don't know if you remember, when I was like really into my French studies, there was a moment that I was mixing all three languages together. It was a beautiful thing. That I'll be like, man, if I was still as fluent in French as I was at that time, like it would be really interesting at this point. Well, it's always interesting at every point. So, whatever. Anyway, well, I think that for our last soda, I think it's easy who um, we should give it to. Okay, well, I have uh, I have one, but we'll see if it matches. Well, I'm going to give my last soda to the first responders, to everybody on the front lines. Okay, all right. You because, know what? you know, you we, and I are here. We do match. You know, recording this episode. <laughs> And they're you know, risking the their lives. Of our homes, and these people are, are out there, and they're risking their lives. And yeah, as you said, and I mean everywhere, but especially like in like New York, when they put those like grim things of like body bags after body bags oh, coming out, crazy. it's like you know that takes a toll on you. It's crazy that they that they're ask that they're what, didn't they request like meat trucks, like refrigerated trucks to to hold some they of the did. bodies, and I they did, and they uh, requested body bags que, from que, que yeah. And then I heard today that they expect one of the new epicenters to be Detroit. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know how much I love Detroit? You know, I, I carry Detroit why, deep inside. Why Detroit? Because, <laughs> you know, why not? Because, like, these <laughs> things, like, have moved, you know? That's they, they don't know. Yes, first responders. And first responders, by the way, guys, you know, we're giving them our last soda on this episode. But as Darian mentioned... We're going to keep featuring them, you know, one a day and for the foreseeable future. If you guys know of somebody who is 
you know, a first responder, whatever that means, you know, send us their, their name, their picture, their IG handle. So we can obviously tag them when we highlight them and, you know, tell us a little bit about them too. You know, are they a nurse? Are they a doctor? Are they a surgeon? Are they, you know, are they the first person in their, in, in their family to go to college? I don't know, just a little something, you know, cause I think a lot of times we do appreciate it, but we forget that they are still humans and people and we definitely want to humanize them as well. Yeah, no, and give them, you know what, these people, they're doing what they're doing, they're at work, because, you know, you know, nurses have usually, like, a weird schedule to work, like, yeah. 15, 16 hours, but three times a week. A lot of these nurses are working 15, 16 hours, like, five times a week. Yeah, so, well, no, one of Jose's yeah. nieces is actually a nursing student, and mm-hmm. she's already, like, you know, getting the crash course of her life, so... Well, you might, you know, they talk about a, a training. Yeah, on, um, on the job. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, it's good that they get a little bit of recognition, just Absolutely. so they know that people really appreciate what they're doing. So, Absolutely. so guys, as we've said before, um, we're gonna keep producing episodes throughout this. Um, you know, it's a little bit. <laughs> It's a little bit weird for us because generally when Ish and I record, you know, obviously we record in person. We work off of each other's dynamics. Yes, I know. We feed off I of miss it. you. This is this yeah. is bizarre. This is bizarre because I think that this is the longest you and I have been without seeing each other, absent our New York and Michigan years. Right, but then it was okay because it's like, okay, we're not in the same city. What are we going to do? But now it's right. weird that you're there, I'm here, and yet we can't be together. I don't like it. Right. I don't yeah. like it. One I mean, imagine how I felt today when I was, you know. 20 feet away from my grandmother. I'm like, Nima! <laughs> and it's <just> like, yeah! <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, it changes the dynamic a little bit, you know, because uh, not a lot of things are happening. Obviously, the content yeah. is, you know, it is what it is. But, you know... It's a, a little lot more you, anecdotal. <laughs> a lot of you have said time and time again that we make you laugh, that you look forward to our podcast. So we're going to try to do our little part to keep producing episodes, even if the majority is to talk about what's going on. But, you know. We all got to do our part. It is what it is at this point. So we just hope that, obviously, this, you know, we get out of this soon. We will. Um, It doesn't look like that way, but, you know. I mean, soon is relative. A month at minimum at this point, a month at minimum is a month. It just think be about a year. that we just think about that we've been at this in this lockdown for less than two weeks and right now for sure it's gonna be at least another month. Well definitely at least until the end of April. Yeah. So take that. So <laughs> anyway. Anyway, well we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned and um, you definitely did learn about the maps. Yes, I'm still kind of like, wait, what? Like, I, so when you guys, so listeners, when you go and tell your friends and family over Zoom <laughs> and tell them, guess what I heard, what I learned from Pero, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> you give us credit. Um, yes, we, we'll give you credit for your thing. You give us credit for ours and everybody's That's happy. why, you know, we listen, laugh, and learn. Uh, so grab your, if you can find your pastelito, grab one. If you can find your croquette, I'll get We just bought a couple. <sighs> oh, I haven't had. Is the croquette open? They are. Until what time? I don't know about today with this whole new curfew thing, but they are open and they're doing delivery and pickup. Oh, I want to go get that. 
and uh, guava thing. Wow, guava de timba shake. So we hope you have your pastelito and your corneta and your jupina. And that was episode 104. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Acuídense, mi gente. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Llano, produced by Ismael Llano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.